enough. Other rappers is delirious. Yeah, it's really that serious. Better holler if you really feeling me. I gotta keep it a hundred. If you don't like it, then fuck it. Ay. We gonna win in the end. Yeah, we gonna live in abundance. I gotta keep it a hundred. If you don't like it, then fuck it. Ay. We gonna win in the end. Yeah, we gonna, we gonna, we gonna. I gotta keep it a hundred. We gotta stop all the stunting. You know we coming from nothing. Yo, you talking about money, you bluffing. We gotta do something different. We gotta change how we live in. We gotta do better for women. We gotta do better for children. We gotta listen to victims, whether Jewish or Muslim or Christian. It doesn't matter your religion. You gotta stand against the system. Or else you're just another villain. How you just sitting there chilling? Hello, everyone out there in Spotify and YouTube, wherever you get your podcast from. Um, I'm usually the guy that gets banned on YouTube. So definitely it's not YouTube, but I hope everyone is having a really good day. And I am so excited uh, to be back here on this platform and to talk with uh, James Hank Khan, who is running for Senate um, for the Green Party in California. How are you doing today, Hank? I'm a little bit nervous. Um, you know, each interview I, uh, is important to me. Uh, the campaign is about 10. The uh, election is on June 7th, so, um, um, which is coming up really quick. Um, yeah. So uh, I, every, every little day counts. I am on the ballot. I have a good ballot statement. I'm really happy about that and very fortunate. That's that's really dope. That's really dope, man. I'm glad that you were able to get the, the signatures that you need to get on the ballot. Um, and I, and also, I want to also. Uh, so, who are you running against? Actually, who, about twenty four other twenty three other people. Um, there's, I would guess that there's probably about eighteen or nineteen Democrats and Republicans. Uh, okay. The incumbent, uh, but not really an incumbent. The person that was appointed to the position when Kamala Harris abandoned it was, uh, is, 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 is I'm running against him, Alex Padilla. There are some pretty good heavyweight Democrats, and there's a lot of Republicans are vying for the position. There's a uh, the, so th- th- that's there's it's a whole team of us. So it sounds like there's literally just a a huge fight for who's going to be able to take Kamala Harris Senate seat, basically. Right. Um, there's going to be a runoff. The top two will go up uh, for election in uh, in November. Won't that be amazing if a green if a Green Party member like yourself replaces Kamala <laughs> Harris seat? <laughs> Flattery will get you everywhere, <laughs> and uh, I would like that. Um, I, 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 my, my God, this. I've learned a lot about politics recently. Uh, this is my third election. I ran for city council in 2006, and I learned a lot about elect, uh, running for election then. Um, in 2018, I ran for mayor of Long Beach and learned a lot. Um, and But the what um, really is – I've been illuminated to a lot of things at this level. Um, I understand that – for for what it, it is to be a statewide candidate, a federal candidate, um, really is within everybody's grasp. Um, it's not really about. Um, I, I'm on the I'm on the ballot now. Um, I may be a fly on the wall to many people, but I'm present and I'm here. Um, I watch how other people have uh, gone about raising money. I've see who what 
what interests are at play here. And it just seems to be the same interests that replay itself year after year after year. Um, it could be as, you know, even as we look at what's going on with the Biden administration and the ominous bill, and he's talking about increasing policing, he's bringing back the rhetoric of the 1990s, what they talked about in the 80s, which was they're going to make your community safe. They're going to bring down crime. It's the same uh, conversation. And everybody's coming out again with the Democrats are saying again, we're going to bring you Medicare for all. We're going to um, abolish your student debt. But that, that's what they said in 2020. And then, and then if you look, if you're a tweeter, if you're a social media, they're still doing the blue wave, which was the stereotype they used um, to try to get the Senate what, during two years into the Trump party. It's like, oh, here comes the blue wave. We're going to take back this stuff. It just repeats itself. It's on repeat. It's a skipping record. Right. Um, so it, it takes nothing special um, to come on in. You don't need to – it's like they, no one questions platform. Um, yeah. So, anyways, it really illuminates me to how there's really not a mystery, mysterious thing that 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 that's going to that you're going to find at the federal level. Right. So, two questions. First question. So, about 19 people are are um, going for this seat. Yes. And there's a mixture of Democrats and Republicans. And is there anybody else in the Green Party like yourself, or is just you're just the sole candidate for this seat? There's one other Green Party person. I think she's like 78. She's run about two or three times. I did not know that she was going to get on. Um, she's a uh, she has videos. She's a she's put herself down as a uh, marijuana plastic uh, entrepreneur. She's a very uh, she advocates marijuana um, heavily. And uh, but she seems I think she's a Latina lady. And I, and I just she seems like a nice person. There's another person um, for the Peace and Freedom Party. That is running, which the Green Party is endorsing, named John Thompson Parker. Um, he's this is him. his third. This is his third time running. Um, he seems like a nice man as well. Um, oh, wow. But uh, yeah, it, it's a, it, it, you know, uh, and he's a, a union person. Um, a lot of people right now are pro union. The uh, of course, you know, Howie Hawkins is is very much around uh, unions and uh, most uh, peace and freedom. The uh, socialist Democrats. Are really uh, it's like reviving the union um, strength across our nation. Mm. Um, I think that's great. I think it's great, but I but I I don't I I um, uh, let's take a moment and um, politics. um, One of the things I've learned is that um, if you're going to run for politics, it's assumed that when you walk into some sort of political hypothetical room. There's a conversation going on, and it's been going on for a while, and you got to walk in and enter it. Right. Right? Um, but you got to come in and make your own conversation. you gotta go write your, You got to write your own narrative if you're really going to make a change. Right. Um, you got all these people talking about the same things over and over again. And they're, but they think that they're, they're like, I'm pro-choice, but I'm a, I'm more pro-choice than the next person. But that pro-choice discussion has been going on in, in, in uh, elections, uh, cycle after cycle after cycle. It's like, a, it's like a dryer, boom, 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 boom. And as a politician, you come in, it's like you got to run in and like grab in and get into the rhythm of it. But a rebel makes his own conversation, mm. writes his own narrative, and that is why I think I'm different than everybody else. Mm. Um, I watch. There's this. I watch people talk about 
um, military spending and things like that. And um, I talk, you know, talk about it's so I'm not in the military. People talk about women's choice. And I believe that when it comes to women's, it should be a girl or sorry, a lady and her, and her doctor. And that and those are the two people that have the right to make that decision. Right. It's a medical procedure and the doctor should consult them. That's right. the only two people. That should, right. And I'm not a doctor. Right. What I am is, is I'm a social worker. Right. right? Now, um, if anybody's called a social worker, we come in and do and for certain things. Usually those things are uh, rare conditions. Something's happened. Something's gone wrong. Mm-hmm. It's the fringe of environment. But I will put you that now there's a norm to people who are no longer. See, there's in the social worker, we, we talk about the worried well versus the chronically ill. Mm-hmm. Right. The worried well goes see a therapist. If you're chronically ill, go talk, go see a, a social worker. We'll get you housing. We'll get you food. We'll fix you. But now, instead of being a fringe problem where you have a rare family member that's on drugs, you got to get into rehabbing like that, it's a large part of the population that is now chronically ill due to poverty. Right. Right. Now, so this is my, this is what I'm saying is as I walk into the room, people aren't going to talk to me like I'm a social worker. They're going to be talking like politicians. And what we need to do is, is when we look at things like Medicare for all, basic minimum wage, um, rising rents, you're talking about people that are now living at the poverty level that are now at these severe levels that they need a social worker. So I think if you think about that for a second, it makes perfect sense to have a United States senator that is a social worker. Mm. Um, I can talk about co-pays. I can talk about what it's like to get somebody out of poverty to go to school. Usually a social worker is the kind of person that will that would help some, some underprivileged, or they call underprivileged children and, you know, go to college. Um, most importantly, what's going on in America right now is, is that the rents can't be paid. The rents are too damn high. Uh, we've talked about this before, and I think I'm the only person on the candidate, on, on the ballot saying when you look at social people who get retirement checks and permanent disability checks, they're less than the rent. Right. Mm. So right. if a re, if uh, the standard retirement check for a senior right now is about fifteen, sixteen hundred dollars, when you know that, that's like a studio apartment. Uh, yeah. If you're basically, right? yep. So, so where's where's the where's the formula that you should only be paying one third of the rent? So I think I'm the only person that says, uh, screw housing vouchers, give people the amount of money to pay the rent that the greedy landlords have escalated it to. If they if the landlords so is this can't, a UBI be, type of concept yeah. that you're thinking about? Yeah, it's it's no, it's a commonly it's a commonly one. It's actually been passed by United Nations. It's internationally. Mm-hmm. It's, it's an international opinion that um, that's that's what should be reasonable. So if landlords won't accept rent control, they won't, let, won't lower rents. We can't enforce so many people to go homeless just because we can't come into terms or agreement with the landlords. So we only we have one one opinion that actually is humane when it comes to seniors and the disabled who are now roaming our streets. Is we gotta right. give them enough money to pay the rent. Triple Social Security, Triple S SDI. Again, when we, when we look at that, this is the state that we're in. Um, and you look at minimum wage. I'm the only one that's saying you got to do 25. 15 yeah. is is like, oh, that's you know we're making improvements. Yeah, but 25 you know, is so much better. Yeah, 
it's kind of like when a politician says that they want to put less black people in jail for doing drugs. Well, right. they, you know, right, less. So, like, you shouldn't have been doing it in the first place. <laughs> thank, um, you. So, <laughs> thank you. Uh, <laughs> so, you shouldn't be paying people this kind of wage in the first place. Um, you should be paying fifteen dollars. Should be paying twenty-five. When because any anybody that owns a, owns a place or is manager of a place, you give them, you say, okay, what? How much money am I going to have to pay you to go out and rent an apartment right now and survive and, and do all the other stuff? They'll say, well, I got uh, I'm living on my manager's wage. Right. I barely get I barely get by. So they say I need twenty-five. If you do the math, it's like home economics. It's like if this was if this was an assignment and you had to go out outside of your high school. And like check out the listings, check out when he's to survive. Basic math would see say that you need at least twenty five dollars an hour to survive. If it's going to be a senior, it's going to be on the east. Need at least forty five hundred dollars a month for rent, for uh, for 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 the monthly check to for the rent. And if you're looking at people who are disabled, people that are have schizophrenia, bipolar disorder, all mm-hmm. um, all these chronic illnesses as well that are that are deemed incapable of work, need at least. $4,500 to survive, but yet their uh, checks are like nine ninety a month. So you got to triple that too. Right, right. Um, if you don't, uh, people will say, well, what's going to happen? I'm going to say what's already happened is why we have so many homeless people. Right. That's already happened. How many homeless um, people in Cali alone? Like a rough estimate. Um, I would guess, I don't know, rough estimate, there's probably – um, people, I would guess there's probably between a hundred and 200,000 people are homeless at Jeez. least limited, but a good social worker would say define homelessness. Um, the minute that you don't have, you don't have a landlord, you don't, you're not issued a key. You're transient. At least the minute you don't have, you don't have a place to live. You were homeless. Whether or not you are, uh, crashing at a friend's house, moving back with your mothers, technically you're homeless. Um, you're no longer that person as, as, as the moment that you don't have a place to be. Um, so that's just not sleeping in a, under a cardboard box, sleeping out of a car. It's, there's a lot of people who's li- who lives a life, a lifestyle of living a few mm-hmm. months here, a few months there. Mm-hmm. So it's, a, it's, it's, uncalcul- it's uncalculable at this point. Yeah. Um, oh, you'd, have to go, you, you'd have to go down to Department of Social Services and see how many people are applying for general relief, which right. is about, right, which is about $300 mm-hmm. a month. But then you say, okay, how many people are you saying that's homeless right now? They might calculate a number. That might be an easy way about it. You then, then add that on to the number of people who count on the streets. It's a large number. But I'm the only person that's saying this. It's like, it's like the people that are in, in the Senate, everyone that's, is a millionaire, has never been had to pay rent. Right. Like Kamal Harris. <laughs> like them all. That's sarcasm <laughs> because every person is a millionaire. Well, um, I wanted to ask so, you. So now, so so I didn't realize last time I spoke to you that you were actually um, trying to get into that seat. But that's just me not understanding fully. No, yeah, I should have done that before. Well, my question is, what? Uh, so yeah. we already. So so you're a social worker, and compared to what Kamala Harris did, she was a basically a, a cop, and then became DA and all that stuff like that. Um, what? can you bring to the table like just a compare and contrast i know this is a question that could go anywhere but just off of the four let's just go with four basic things that you know about kamala harris when she was a senator um mm-hmm. what what can you do different from vice president kamala harris uh what she have done when she was a senator 
Well, I'm not obligated to vote upon the party line, which every politician and as Democrat or Republican is required to do. Mm-hmm. Right? That's a good um, <laughs> Okay. I have uh, I, I would be repulsed by any corporation that would in, try to influence my legislation in any way. Um, I am uh, I am in my fifties, and I have a lifelong experience of knowing as a social worker um, uh, and having opinions that no amount of money can can take away my opinion of it. Um, so let's so um, every when you look at the Senate. They're basically the Senate is just a bunch of lawyers, and the way lawyers are trained is whether or not they're defense attorneys, or um, you know, they're they're all they're all trained to be the same way to be able to argue pro and against on both sides equally. That's what a good lawyer does. Doesn't matter whether or not you have someone that's guilty. You're a good lawyer if you can get them out off those charges, right? So the so lawyers are not ideologically possessed. If they are, they're going to be burnt out. Right. Their ca- the clients of their of these senators are their donate donors and corporations, and they and so they will argue a case any way that s- satisfies them. Mm. Um, example is is that um, they've really gotten out of they're start starting to get a little traction. But like last time I told you that there was um, there there was something in California that could have given us single payer um, um, health insurance and the and even though they have a majority of our democrats here they decide not to even vote on it and that's disappointing so it's very disappointing because we'd be having it we'd have it right now but right. i'm sure that they that at, it does not affect their their voters in any way um i'm sure people still worship at the at, at the altar of alex padilla um yeah so uh i now, when you come back, is who am I going to be as good a senator as as these guys? As far as am I a good lawyer? Um, I, I think um, I I I tell you something. I've worked for I've worked in a lawyer's office for two years. These guys are dopes. They drink too much coffee, <laughs> and they get to uh, and and what what lawyers do is that it, it's almost like it's it's they geek out. And so what they do is when they get a case, they try to get the other guy. Oh, we made a mistake. I got him there, and I presented it as a fact. And like, oh, I won that case. Um, you know, uh, um, and that's what lawyers are good at. Um, is that that kind of you, you, you know that it's there's nothing mysterious about it. Yeah. But um, I, I'm pretty I'm pretty freaking good. I know I know the law. I, I know the law really well. I know the Constitution. Oh, it's important to me. But again, I come back to the fact that I'm a social worker, and I'd be the best social worker that you have in the United States Senate. Yeah. And what's also good is that you're also a Green Party member, so you're not even going to have to worry about the pressures that the Democrats or the Republicans will try to put on their own candidates to make them fall in line. They've they, they usurped the Green Party environmentally and destroyed it um, yeah. in many ways that you know the Green New Deal is now um, synonymous with AOC and I think they call it Hive and people like that. Where, you know, Howie Hawkins wrote that. Uh, author that it came out of the uh, De- Green Party, but really it was supposed to be championed by the Democrats, and they failed. So now the Green New Deal is just synonymous with the failure of the Democratic Party, um, yeah. right? So um, there you have it. I am staunchly uh, against being negative, and I will say I have a vision 
And I believe that the way to go is to stop uh, the $20 billion a year subsidies of the oil industry, stop the $800, $800 billion a year military um, spending to secure oil across this nation, and then have a vision to put a train, a tram, and a trolley on every major street in this, in this world and have a vision that will live. If you imagine 2100, 2150, do you think there's, this is gonna be a world of Teslas and uh, electric Mercedes Benz? Or do you think the only way that we can really survive is using mass transportation and, and, and squeezing every little ounce of energy we can and moving towards a world of sun and wind? Let me ask you a question. Gonna, Have you ever heard yes. of a man named Karl Marx? <laughs> 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 uh, don't don't invite me to be an a-hole. You know I'm going to answer that like an asshole. Well, of course. I, 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 I think he was friends with my, my neighbor, Ingalls. <laughs> um, well, uh, <laughs> but Karl Marx literally talks about that as well, what you were just saying, the importance of, of mass transportation. Uh, yes. Uh, public transportation, not mass transportation. Mm-hmm. Public transportation being essential to um, the progress of you know everyday working people getting there where they need to go. The car thing just doesn't work, and we know that from the fact that it was forced because of the billionaires that um, can't yeah. think of names right now. But you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, the, they've sexualized the, cars. It's they're sexy. They're like you want to. Yeah. I want to. You want f u c k it. Yeah, they destroy um, the right? transportation industry so they can be able to but get people to buy more 80, cars. 80% of the if you, national transportation, I hate to be one of these guys that now throws out numbers. 80% of a car, I, I do it all the time. 80% of a car's usage in America is used to get to work and back, the commute. Right. Right? Sitting in traffic. That's real freaking sexy, right? Um, <laughs> you got to, if you're going to sit on the 405 or whatever, 5 freeway out here in, in, in California, and you're gonna be sitting next to someone in a Jaguar. You gotta look up, up, up them and go. Oh, you know, I got my <laughs> self-driving Tesla. But um, it's not, it's not oh, the open highway. So um, if we found a better way to get people back to and from work using mass transportation, which is what they do everywhere else in the world, um, then China then the world free. is a better place. Um, yep. Sure. And that's a vi- and that's and that's the that's being a visionary, and, and people need to be a visionary, and they need to stop being selfish. Right. Um, look, um, I hope you like what I say. You know, I, I in 2016 I sold my car. 2015 I sold the car. I was single then, and I and I had a car and I sold it, and and, and I was divorced then. People told me I was crazy, and then about a year and a half later, I met my wife, my my uh, my then wife, and now and then we got married, and now I sh- we share a car, but. For almost two years, I didn't have a. I was I was solo on that car. I had a, a kid. I had a job. I do like that. And and when when you say when you reach out to people, I know firsthand when it moves from the hypothetical, even the hypothetical scares people, to the to the reality of like give up your car now. Um, you gotta. It's you. You meet a lot. You meet a lot of let's just say hesitation on that and resistance. Yes. Yeah. It's uh, people say it's unrealistic, right? Yeah. So it. So not having a car is unrealistic, but then it's true. Then the, we, the fact that we may have a future of this planet is becoming quickly unrealistic. Right. Right. So um, I, uh, I am – you want to solve homelessness? Uh, go down and give everybody, triple everybody's money and give them amount of money to pay the rent. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the budget. Right 
that you were just yeah. talking about the trillion dollar the, the the 800 billion well it was 800 billion but now i don't know if you know this biden has proposed for a trillion so he can be able to get more whatever he wants to get over to ukraine and we're mm. looking at the budget trillion dollar budget but even a fraction of that can end homelessness in the united states a fraction of that can give single payer health care in the entire there, United States. There, one day you're you're not going to hear from me again. I have a black hood over my head, and they're gonna I'm <laughs> going to be off somewhere in some sort of prison. No one's going to ever ever hear from me again. Don't say that. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'll tell you. I'll tell you something. It's all for oil. It's all for oil. That's why. That's yep. why it is. Um, that's yep. it's it's I, I it's it's sad. Um, uh, uh, like in the Gulf in the Gulf. They Biden opened up more leases to drill in deeper, deeper, deeper in for oil in the Gulf. Uh, in the Gulf, um, wow, what they said, what good. they what they said was is that those guarantees were made under the Trump administration and came up for leases under mm-hmm. Biden, and that he had to honor Trump's decision on that. So, so again, like you have a lawyer. Saying um, you have a lawyer saying when I'm in president I, I will I will take care of this oil problem but then he comes on and says but as a lawyer um, you know the law says I have to give I have to give away everything um, okay. and all they want to do is go to war they want to scorch the earth they want to get you the oil no uh, one's talking about peace in this whole situation no one no um, and and again I'm a social worker. You talk about you, you. You say, "Okay, I'm a social worker. I'm going to send you off to overseas and, and be a social worker in Ukraine." First thing I'm going to think about is, "Okay, well, um, I'm going to find a lot of kids that parents died. Um, oh, great! I'm going to find a lot of people that um, have ongoing medical conditions and have no access to doctors, diabetics, people that might have cancer, that all these people that have life-sustaining drugs that need immediate attention are going to be trans, trans, transported nowhere. And I'm going to have a pharmacy or doctor to go give them these life medications." See a lot of homelessness. Going to see a lot of people that have lost their homes. See a lot of trauma. Probably see a lot of rape going on. I'm like, that's the way I would start thinking about predicting about what's going on if I was to go ground on the ground of war zones. Right. I, I find no joy in rooting for anybody on this matter. Mm-hmm. Um, I um, follow the teachings of the Compassionate Buddha. Um, I am a, I am a trained social worker. And I know exactly what's going on there. Um, the fact that a few soldiers get to have a good, you know, um, shot at each other is only the headlines. Um, the destruction in the long term of what's going on down there is horrific, inexcusable. Right. right. So I hope people talk about that. And yeah. um, and they so, should also talk about all the other atrocities in the world that's going on that the United yeah. States spearheads. But it's all it's all about Russia at this point. <laughs> It is, which, 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 which is about oil, um, right. which is right, and and that's crazy. Um, it's crazy. It's only been seventy years since the end of World War Two, and Russia is is supplying oil to Germany, and there is a now um, and now is a war over whether or not um, you know in many of these countries, mostly in and again in Ukraine, you have these lines, and they're just trying to secure this oil that's going between the two. Yeah, um, but Biden seven years part of that oil seven, company. <laughs> seven years ago, uh, seven years ago, uh, Germany was invading Russia, and now Russia's coming on the other side. It's it's yeah. it's never 
ending that's all over oil right now. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I, I, I think people should vote for me. Um, I have a one in 24 chance. Um, it's Vegas odds, man. Um, yeah. I, Do you have I, I coming up? Um, no, there's nothing going on. Um, maybe if after, uh, maybe after, uh, whatever is going on with the runoff of this June 7th and maybe in the summer they'll, they'll sponsor that. But then it'll just, then it'll just be between the Republican and the Democrat. And like I right. said, then they, what they can do is they can um, ensure that the narrative is exactly what it wants to be. They'll talk about yeah. Medicare for all. They'll talk about um, immigration back to the same old stuff. Yeah. And then they won't do anything for it. I mean, last thing That's I right. heard, the, the, the border is fine because all the kids got air conditioning now, you know, that was that apparently that was the hoop. That was the hoo-ha that we were upset with. We were upset with the fact that they didn't have air conditioning under Trump. That's what we we're mad about. I found that out. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It's very upsetting. It's very upsetting because, you know, it's, uh, it's just, it's just so freaking upsetting. I, I it's a, because it's solvable. It's a man-made problem that's solvable. Yes. So these are these are man-made problems. And next so, um, what? Yeah, I have other things I could talk about. Would you have a good question for me? Yeah. Um, one more question. I wanted to. Uh, I wanted to talk more about the private prisons uh, part. Uh, I think that's so important that people um, need to be more educated on because I think that private prisons is one of those like areas where you actually have to like figure out what is happening in the situation with private prisons. Why? For, let's just start off with the fact um, I, I already, like I said, I'm asking questions I already know the answer to, but to the audience, they don't, they probably don't fully know the answers, but why private prisons is an issue and why do we need to get rid of private prisons? Like what, what is the, what is the whole sole purpose of it besides just applying for, for the rich? Oh my God. Like, you have about a, I mean, we can talk about this. I would be able to talk about this for a very long time. <laughs> um, okay, so first of all, um, private pri- private prisons. Let's start with this. If you own if you own a bunch of prisons, um, why do you own these prisons? To make money. So you want to profit off of it, right? Um, so. If you're going to own a prison and want to make money off of it, you're going to A, want to have a lot of prisoners, and B, have to spend very little money on as possible to extract the most money out of these private prisons, which is what they're doing. But, <laughs> excuse me, I've got a chest cold. So, <coughs> let's just follow the logic hypothetically before. We know nothing about private prisons, and you'll see that just guessing what we're going to do is this condition of the private prison. Right. So you're going to want to put more prisoners in smaller spaces. You're going to want to cut costs on food. You're going to want to cut costs on the amount of you spend on employees. You want to put the bare minimum employees in the private prisons. So you make the most money because you're going to get a lot amount, a, a, a not a lot, but a lot amount of money for each, for each prisoner you have. It, it's funny enough is that is that this is exactly how it works in public schools. Um, so um, <laughs> right off the bat, 
um, there's no real way to control how people are treated in prisons once they get into a private prison. And it's you're put in the private prison because a judge has placed you in that private prison. So the uh, law has done it and the public has done it. And yet now somebody who's is privately um, um, got you isolated and torturing you. Right off the bat, this is just horrible. Right. I'm totally against private prisons. I'm very much against prisons in general, um, even public prisons, um, even my mind are wrong. Um, yeah, I'm going to, um, yeah, I'm divisive. Um, I totally agree with you. Prisons are used as a means of racism and classism. Um, rich people are really good at getting out of DUIs because they have access to fantastic lawyers. Um, so, and anybody that's rich and white out there has just realized, yeah, you're exactly right. <laughs> um, and everyone that is of color or poor is like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm basically fucked. <laughs> Um, and everyone that's an Uber driver is like, yeah, I make a lot of money because of these guys. <laughs> yep. Especially here down the street from Yale. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So you see my stance on private prisons and I see, you see your stance, see my stance on prisons in general. Um, now, look, in, I can, can I play devil's advocate real quick? Just real quick. Sure. Say, say I'm that guy that says, okay, if you get rid of all the prisons, then what are you going to do with all the bad people? Bad people? What's a bad person? <laughs> There's bad people out there, you know? The crime rate's going high up, you know? Maybe we should bring back the street, the three strikes law again and just mm. put all these kids back in prison. But we'll feel safer. Mm. All right, well. <laughs> you keep on living that. And you... There's that story of, uh, it's, it's a religious story, about there's a gigantic hurricane and it pushes millions and millions of mussels and, and, and crustaceans out on the, on, on the sand. And as the sun comes up, driving, drying it up, the storm goes away. All these little mussels are drying up. And so you're walking out and there's a little guy out there throwing the mussels out back into the sea one by one. And you run into him like, what are you doing? You're wasting your time. There's millions. You'll never, ever make an impact here. Right. The person holds it up and says, well, tell that to this muscle. Right. Um, <clears throat> so, what you just described is the, is the reverse of that <laughs> in a way, but um, <clears throat> people matter. And um, if you cast somebody out to be good or bad, you'll, you'll never give them a chance to change. Right. And um, so there you have it. There's no rehabilitation in jails right. anymore. Um, that's, and so if you really want to take someone that's a murderer or whatever you want to call them, you really want to change someone's life, sober them up, give them some education, um, or and um, other a uh, get them a way to get a good job, or b put them on disability, but somehow monitor them the way that you need to. But there are plenty of ways around this other than just putting people in prison cells. Yeah, yeah. And then someone would ask, uh, who was going to pay for that? I mean, well, how much money? does the prison makes just off of having people live there it's literally yes. like isn't it compared to 
tuition, how much they they make a day off of each person. Write your own narrative and say, look, the only reason that we the people that profit off of these prisons are the wealthy people. Not only because they can buy the stock and own these prisons, but because they can choose to make you can they can destroy people's lives. And it ends up being criminalized, which is another discussion, because we have criminalized the poor, we have criminalized the homeless. Twenty percent of LA County Sheriff's uh, jail facility is always about is mentally ill. The largest mental health facility in the United States is a jail facility. So it, so it these benefit millionaires and billionaires, um, and so we accept that is that. We allow billionaires, and the only way they can be billionaires is if poor people are thrown into prisons. Um, that's the only way that um, – I mean, if we put everybody out – if we really saw the way the, the state of the world right now is, is that um, it would look more like Mexico, um, the way it was when I saw it in the 80s, is that um, I, when I was driving through Mexico, that you, you come across areas that were extreme poverty, just – and you get valleys of extreme poverty, and then up on a hill would be a mansion, right? And 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 that was usually, um, if you okay, people down in Mexico don't come shoot me, um, the drug lords, and um, so the drug lords would have this incredible wealth, but at the communities all around it was incredibly, incredibly um, poor. So the the gap between wealth was gigantic. Um, and that's the way it's becoming in the United States. And that's the way it is already. And we're throwing people in jail. We're putting them out in the streets. And, um, you know, um, okay, um, black people are caste. And, um, if, if there's a caste system, like an Indian caste system, classic caste system, we, you, you just call it being black. Um, but it's more than that. It's also being homeless. It's also being schizophrenic. It's also uh, um, um, having uh, a predisposition for drugs. It's also being, um, you know, being so traumatized as a child that you cannot cope with it. And raised in the foster system, and that damage that comes out to you creates a, in a world that you cannot become uh, at one with the middle class values, and you're uh, criminalized. Mm. Mm. That and that's a, about thirty percent of America. And you want someone to change it. America elect a social worker. Does it bother you that not more social workers are um, running for any type of form of? Um, Maybe they are. um, You know, we burn out fast. Um, Oh, God. Yeah. (laughs) I I can tell you stories about um, the burnout rate of just the people I graduated with back in the 2000s. Um, People drop out of it fast. it's not, it's not a job you want to stay in for very long. Um, and people that do, God bless you. Um, so, but, I, but this is what I'm saying is, is that we've concentrated so long on the, pros- on the prosperity that now the foundation is gone. And it's like Maslow's hierarchy of needs, if I may. Um, mm-hmm. Without any foundation, we cannot aspire to our dreams. Um, mm-hmm. While we're, we're worried about where we're going to sleep, where we're going to eat, how are we going to concentrate on studying, um, right? So for in a college class. So I, I think I'm very unique in this way because people scramble these with these problems because they don't understand Jack. Um, they'll talk about homelessness and they'll say, well, we'll build more housing. 
um, we will build, we'll put out more uh, um, vouchers. I'm like, it's just playing a game. You're just delaying putting people here. These are games that keep people out on the streets one more night. I totally night. agree. Yep. And if I you really want to, if you really want to get them off tonight, you cut you like what you do is you go down to social security administration, you pass a, you go down with first. This is why I say the unions really don't have the power that the federal government has. The social security administration go down and say, look, we're automatically tripling everybody's social security check starting tonight. Everybody gets this disability check. We're tripling it tonight. We're like, and they can do that. Like that. Hands, like and that. all of a sudden, just like that, it's in their hands. Right. Mm. And, and, you know, social workers like me, and, I, I, I used to be, and that our social workers out there are now that have a case of, of 40, 50 people that have schizophrenia, bipolar disorder, these managed mental illnesses that are living in boarding cares and that are you're barely managing to keep, you know, places. You can now say, man, I got this person's got enough money to pay the rent. I can, I can take him down to landlord. Mm. <laughs> right. <laughs> Solves the problem. So let's break it down into like a, a, a good example. Let's say you you just de- defeated everybody and you're day one into the Senate. You have Kamala <coughs> Harris' former, former seat and you're going to show everyone how you're different from what uh, Vice President Kamala Harris has done, which she pissed a lot of people off. So I'm pretty sure <laughs> it's not a hard yes. job. But let's let's give an example for Skid Row. Mm. What can you do as a senator? to help out Skid Row. And I don't want to use the word clean up Skid Row because that kind of sounds facetious in its own right. But how can you help Skid Row? In so many ways. Um, first of all, I would do just what I said was is I would I would be the senator that talks about Social, um, social Security, mm-hmm. the Social Security Administration. I would say this is the focus. I would rally the AARP, Right. They really benefit from that. Um, the mental health um, associations, uh, psychology associations, I would go out there and I would singly, you know, you, you've heard of Medicare for All? Mm-hmm. Well, you've heard, you're going to hear now about saving America through Social Security, right? Um, you've heard of trickle-down economics? Well, I'm going to, that's the reverse of it. It's not going to trickle down. We're going to fuse money into those paychecks that mean nothing anymore because they've raised the rent too damn high, right? It, it, what's on the news? Inflation. But no one says that one senator has said, oh, my God, look at this gross inflation. Wait a second. We haven't raised Social Security checks in 15 years? Wait a second. We haven't raised <laughs> disability checks in 20 years? Wait a second. Well, wait a second. Uh, oh, gas has gone up. Oh, food has gone up. Oh, all this stuff has gone up. Wait a second. The people are still using the same amount of checks on this shit. No one's talking about that. No one is even mentioning that. Um, that's uh, my fa- I'm changing the conversation. I want to be a social worker and I don't want to talk about all this bullshit. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about basic pay, basic housing, and basic rights that people have that are that have that. As we are on the precipice of something bad happening, what's the chances of rents getting lowered, and what's the chance that they're going to go up? What's the chance the Social Security checks aren't going to go up one penny? What's the chance the minimum wage is not going to go up? 
and people are already spread thin. What's the chance that we're headed towards something really bad? High, high chance. Don't don't look at me as if I'm like being nos, I'm some sort of soothsayer that I'm trying to predict the future when everybody knows exactly what I'm saying is true. You can just so follow the economy. Just follow we me. know it's true. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I'm an option. People always ham and ha. Yeah, I wouldn't vote Republican. I wouldn't vote Democrat. There's a real, you know, I don't really, but there's no, who else am I going to vote for? Well, you know, me. Um, yeah. So please do. Please do. Um, what I, I've, I've got videos. I, I've, I, I'm kind of like the, the more intellectual kind of guy. You're not going to find any major campaign slogans from me. I'm much more like a Michael Prenti. <laughs> I know. Oh, I, well, I don't that's I know. <laughs> I'm much more like a person that's going to, that wants to lay down the facts of what's going on, look at the history of it, look at the nuances, look where we right. need to go. Right? Um, right. That, uh, that's who I am. I'm not going to be the, the rally kind of guy. I can't be because I'm, I'm, I've been canceled. I'm the white male, right? <laughs> so I got I to gotta show my cards. I can't keep my cards in my – right, you know? I got to show my cards. I got I to gotta be up front with it. You got right. to know – you got to know – right? I hate to say you that in a well. colloquial way. Yeah. I gotta, yeah, yeah. So um, – I'm a social worker, and that's what I want to be. Is I want to be a social worker. Um, the, there you go. Yeah, yeah. That's what I like about you. You don't talk to. You don't talk like a politician. You talk like a regular person. You talk Thank like, you. dude. I saw some shit. Like, yes. Fucking listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> See, the thing is, everybody knows what's going on, but they don't think that they, they, they do. And then when I point out, every, and I point out what is common knowledge, what's everybody, in fact, knows what's going on, but they're maybe unsure that they know what's going on, but they, but they do. Um, we know that we ain't getting Medicare for all, and if we even do get Medicare for all, it's probably not going to be enough. We know that a rate that we're not going to get any better right now. Right now. And the reservoirs across California right now, the water reservoirs, they're all at historic lows. There's water reservoirs all across the state. Um, there's Lake Mendocino, which is this big lake that is the, the local uh, fire uses to drop water on the fires all around. That lake is a historic low. Oh, so, no. the wa so these water reservoirs that are used to put out fires and also used to drink are at historic low. Already, we're at one of the earliest seasons out here on the West Coast as far as dryness, at low, historic lows. We are uh, every year we know it gets hotter and hotter and hotter incrementally, and we are headed. If there if there was like a graph, we are headed in really bad ways because there's no other evidence that 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 graph is getting influenced to change. Yeah, yeah. Um. And, you know, just because we don't have Trump doesn't mean that um, the way it was before Trump really sucked. And going back to the way it was before Trump ain't, ain't eh, that's not good. That's what pissed him off. That was the whole reason why he was elected. <laughs> yeah. What was happening so, before. <laughs> um, I hope people do vote for me. 
please watch my videos. Please go do. to my website. Please go yeah. to my website because actually I wrote that. I I, I put a lot right of effort into that website. Ladies and gentlemen, right here yeah, at the I, bottom. I put a lot of work into it. Just take five minutes out. I, I you know like go on my Twitter and harass me because you know I need traction, man. Um, negative, positive, whatever. Never heard of somebody. Uh, but before. I'm hanging out. <laughs> And, uh, and, and, you know, I think people would like, I think people want to be engaged and I, and I'm looking to be, and I'm looking to engage with people. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe, maybe we can figure out somehow, somehow to get like a third party debate going and, and like get it linked out and stuff. Maybe, you know, I could talk to some people I know in Cali that are part of my, uh, my, my party in the PSL. Maybe we get like a whole third party debate. Just, just getting people, you know, if we are on the if we if I am right, and we are on the precipice of so many things, and so many people are such a bad pl- place that they are, um, you know, on the verge of falling off. If, the best thing we can do is to make sure that we start really engaging people, talking to them, and like really pushing them, right? Yeah, um, we are precarious. The world is precarious. Uh, environmentally and the poor are precarious right now um, socially. Um, so what we have to do is have, we have to say we have to like get people to really question everything they're getting told say and ask where is it that you we need to be in five years? Mm-hmm. Where could people um, volunteer? They can volunteer off of your website? I don't need volunteers. Oh. I, by the way, I raise all the money. And I don't need wow. any more money. Nice. Um, I'm not. <laughs> I raise enough money nice. to get on the website. I it's a statewide. I'm not going to get T-shirts. I'm not going to get buttons. What am I going to waste people's money for? So I got raised the four hundred dollars I need to raise, and I shut down my fundraiser. All wow. I'm going to all I'm going to concentrate on now is making videos like this, trying to talk to people and say, think about it, man. Um, just like stop drinking the Kool Aid. Uh, uh, you know. Really pushing people to really think about where we need to be in the next three to five years because it's going to get really bad really soon. And we have to start making decisions now. If we wait too long, we're just going to be reacting to an avalanche instead of trying to be ahead of it. Bless you. Yeah. <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> That's my right? uh, girlfriend. I'm sneezing. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for having me. And it's yeah. my pleasure. I, I would be on your show every day. I, I really just want to <laughs> say these things to people. It's like, it's like it's like that, you know. Austin Powers, and I keep on saying this over and over again. It's the best. There's that scene in Austin Powers. If you go, you know, I know it's the best, better movies, but there's a scene where Will Ferrell's is standing in front of the steamroller, and Austin Powers is driving a steamroller as a getaway car, and 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 and, and Will Ferrell's yelling, "Stop!" It was very long, sober, and and he and Mike Myers keeps on saying, "Get out of the way! Get out of the way!" Get, it's just like really drawn out, and that's the comedy of it. But I feel yeah. like that's where we're at. I'm yeah. like, we got we we can stop. Get out of the way. No, no, no. We're just gonna keep on doing it until the tidal waves come, until the droughts come, until all there's no more resources, and people are there's mass excava- excavations of of areas. There's great there's grand migrations. Um, we have species dying, and, and it's all, and, and then it's like this. Uh, it's, it starts rolling so bad. There's no mm-hmm. getting away from the disaster that's impending. Pending. We haven't even uh, gotten to the conversation about how the animals are affected, and 
I would love to get you back on just off of that, just talking about how the environment and the animals are just destroyed right now and how, how mo- many animals are like. Here, here's a very important point before you let me go. Uh, yeah. uh, extinction, right? Within all species, subspecies go extinct. That's kind of, you know, how evolution happens. Mm-hmm. And science, talk to a scientist and they'll talk, talk about uh, frogs and all these, and all these species and what's happening is, is that they, they expect these subspecies to die out like one every 500 years, one every 1,000 years, right? And so there's, there's a lot of subspecies of ants and a lot of, like that. And what they're seeing is, is that they're seeing not only large subspecies extinction, they're seeing that, that, that equation of what to predict as subspecies dying off at such a rapid rate, they're all going to die. Right. And so that's the math of the formula you need to put in your mind. Right. Wow. So regional, if you go region by region, uh, area by area, you think of ants, frogs, all these things. um, There's little subspecies dying really quickly. And the ones that can't get out of the area that they're in to survive dies. Right. So due to due to drought, due to whatever. Um, So and so when when so that's what's happening really quickly. And once that subspecies dies off, it cannot be replicated, never comes back. And so the subspecies and the species are dying off so quickly, um, only the things that can migrate out of these horrible areas can survive. And we are going to be that next species. Soon there's not going to be any more, you know, new Mexican, because everyone in Mexico may die. That's the subspecies of the United States uh, citizen. Right. Soon, maybe Louisiana, Mississippi, and Florida is just going to. The subspecies of the Creole is gone. Louisiana. No, not the Creoles. Right. (laughs) Right. That subspecies may be gone. Up here in Northern California, there's about 15 tribes more uh, that are seated up here. You know, something up here can be happening, and then major tribes of the area of the indigenous, indigenous people. We, bam, that subspecies is gone. And we would replicate what's happening to the frog, to the ant. We are on that path. And it's an arrogance to think that we are not. And it's an arrogance for Jeff Bezos and, and jolly good uh, whatever Tesla boy to think that it's all okay as long as a small sampling of us can fly off to Mars. Right. Because fuck that's what them. Do. <laughs> fuck them. Yeah, We've got them. to get we got to head towards a place where we take care of us all. That's, ex- that's the extinction in a nutshell. It's we're on the sixth extinction. Nine out of ten scientists will tell you what gum is good for you, but they'll also say, yes, we have already entered a process of extinction. We have already entered a process of extinction, and we got to accept it. Mm. Yeah. I've only here come here to bring you good news is that um, <laughs> um, I'm tired of bullshit and I'm, and, and this is and um, I promise not to be an asshole. <laughs> Sorry. You gotta be asshole sometimes, you know? <laughs> uh, no, no. You can't. What we need right now is just somebody who, who, we need many people to preach love. Yes. And this is out of love. We gotta care for each other. We have to care for us all. We have to break it all down. We have to see where it's at. No longer can can we live in a world that's all all about the rich, right? Right. Especially. Thank you so much. It's already fifty five minutes. You got to get me off. Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> bring me back anytime you want. Yeah, please. Man, we'll, I'll definitely get you back anytime. Um, probably uh in June. Okay. It looks like yeah. We'll, right right before some other stuff. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Election's so June seventh, and then I and election's June seventh, and then I no longer exist. Election. Election is June seventh. June. June. June seventh. June seventh. I said June. June I know, I know. 7th, everyone. Yes. Check out yes. hankforsenate.com. Check it out. Um, has a great platform. Definitely, if you're in Cali, these are one of the people you should be voting for. Definitely. Definitely. Thank in you. the Senate. Um, so thank you so much for coming on, Hank. And I'll talk to you later. And to thank everybody you. out there in the airwaves, have a very good day. Effectively <laughs> transforming community. And our human family Volume and unity Divine light shining individually Collectively transforming community Peace in our human family As above, so below, feel the pain in my soul, the red pill dissolved. Organized, no matter the cost, politicians start wars, they don't fight, they sit in the poor. And nothing lasts forever, as long as we stay together, give hell to the masses, watch the unity rapture. This is for the kids and the culture, it's one love, one growth, one light, light warrior. Hey everyone, if you like the content that you're hearing, uh, please support the show. Uh, we have subscriptions up right now for a monthly dollar a month or up to whatever donation you feel uh, comfortable with. And also, you can hit my link bar, which is in uh, the description of the show, uh, to send me donations for Venmo and Cash App. And all this goes into bringing in better quality and also better content. So thank you. Have a good day.